Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Delicious Legacy. I'm your host, Thomas Dinas, and this is a bonus episode. And this time, we'll talk about uh, the Abbasid Caliphate and its contribution to the world of fermented foods and pickles. So who were the Abbasids? The Abbasid Caliphate, which uh, roughly started at 750 AD until... 1258, uh, so covering a huge span of uh, the medieval period, is associated with um, the golden age of Islam. And it's more famous for a range of achievements in science, literature and culture. The preservation and translation of ancient Greek texts to Arabic and the flow of discussion, philosophy, the merging of Persian, Greek and Arabic thought with Islam, the countless inventions and new paths in science, mathematics and astronomy. All of these are more or less known widely, and they were huge achievements. A mass of ancient texts were preserved for our eyes, thanks to Persian scientists under the Abbasid uh, rule. But what about pickles? What do we know about the superb condiment? Well. Let's try and get a sense of place and starting point to our story. Baghdad was founded in 768 as the city of peace. The Abbasid Empire stretched from the edges of India to the borders of Europe. Baghdad was the heart of the Islamic world and the center of political rule. It was also the center of the translation movement, when scholars from around the world came together at the House of Wisdom in Baghdad translating ancient Greek and Roman texts on subjects like maths, medicine and astronomy. Music, poetry and art flourished. The society of the Abbasid Caliphate was diverse and open. Think of it a little like the Citadel at the Game of Thrones uh, series. As a metropolis of a vast empire, Baghdad it was a sprawling city with houses of main thoroughfares connected by narrow, winding and shade-giving streets, all within earshot of the local mosque. 
business and trade were kept to the main streets and public squares, bustling and noisy with its food stalls and many other traders. Gardens, both public and private, were an imitation of paradise with attention and care to detail. Huge water-raising machines would be seen pumping water from rivers into the fields, into the cities and houses all over Mesopotamia and especially Baghdad. In this hugely influential cultural city, al-Baghdadi was born in 1239 AD. He was a scribe and was a compiler of an early Arabic cookbook of the Abbasid period, the Book of Dishes, originally with 160 recipes, but later 260 more were added. The only original manuscript of al-Baghdadi's book survives at Suleymaniye Library in Istanbul, in Turkey, and for centuries it had been the favorite cookbook of the Ottomans. The Ottoman Empire was another splendid empire, stretching over three continents and lasting for over four centuries. And uh, surely her success was based on some of uh, the amazing foods, too. By the way, further recipes had been added to the original by Turkish compilers at an unknown date and retitled as, uh, oof, I guess, let's try and pronounce this, Kitabu La Vasfi Etime El Matutade, with two of its known three copies found at the Topkapi Palace Library, again in Istanbul. Eventually, Muhammad ibn Mahmud al-Sirani, the physician of Murad II, prepared a Turkish translation for the book and ending around uh, 70 contemporary recipes. The ancient Mesopotamians pickled with vinegar from at least 2000 BCE. Among, amongst the world's earliest uh, recorded recipes inscribed on clay tablets are several which call for a siku, a sauce prepared from pickled fish or locusts. The Mesopotamians used this piquant brine to flavor the dishes. They made vinegar from barley, they made vinegar from barley or grapes, and they served a variety of pickles with their meals. If we were able to step back in time, we would find them made in the royal pantry, preparing turnips, snake melons, leeks, onions, radishes, palm hearts, capers, and olives. These practices were picked up by the next regional superpower the Persians, and from them our Abbasid rulers in possession of one of the richest and most influential cities of the medieval world, Baghdad. The victorious Arabs enriched and augmented the diet with the sophisticated cuisine of the Sassanid imperial court. This was a rich and complex culinary tradition in which the sour flavors of fermented foods and vinegar, lemon or grape juice, were highly prized. Tastes amply sated by the aid of pickles. Pickles and relishes, along with the sour and salty condiments or dips known as kamak, were an essential part of daily meals. They were eaten with bread as appetizers or taken through the meal to pep up the appetite and aid digestion. The Abbasid prince Ibn al-Mutaz reputedly was so moved that he wrote a poem extolling pickles' splendor. And luckily, we know about these relishes and pickles from two remarkable cookbooks, one we've just seen earlier and Ibn Sayyar al-Warak's book of recipes, which records the dishes of kings and caliphs, lords and leaders, from the 8th to the 10th century. Here, in this book, we discover a pickle-prone relish prepared with apples and honey wine that doubles 
as an aphrodisiac, and a chutney called makra, prepared from chopped turnip, quince, levantine apple, and citron, soured with a starter of bread dough to encourage fermentation, a technique still used today in northern Iraq to pickle turnips. We also learn how to pickle capers, olives, and locusts. Here is a recipe for pickled locusts for your pleasure. Use locusts that have been just caught. Discard the dead ones and put the live ones in brine. When they all suffocate and die, strain them and keep the drain liquid. Grind as much as needed of coriander seeds, fennel seeds and dried leaves of of asafoetida. In a big, white jar, put layers of drained locusts, sprinkle them with prepared spice mix and give them a generous sprinkle of salt. Repeat the layers. Allow the sentiments of the drained brine in which the locusts suffocated to settle down. Slowly pour enough of the clean brine over. Completely seal the jar with mud. Nowhere should be allowed to get into the jar as this will cause the pickled locusts to go bad. Now be patient and wait for them until they mature and become delicious and eat them. Pickled locusts uh, were a favorite of the ancient Mesopotamians as we've seen earlier. Uh, That recipe for them, which appears thousands of years later in the medieval manuscripts from Baghdad, should be surprising, I guess, but it's not. There's a remarkable similarity between the recipes inscribed on three cuneiform tablets from Mesopotamia written around 1700 BCE and those on Al-Warak's cookbook almost uh, 3000 years later. The scribe al-Baghdati devotes a whole chapter to pickles, relishes and condiments, advising his readers. There are many kinds which are served among dishes to cleanse the greasiness from the mouth, to improve the appetite, to aid digestion of food and to make food palatable. Vinegar pickles were made in great variety using profusion of fresh produce supplied from Baghdad's fertile hinterland. Al-Baghdati prepares sweet pickled turnips from chopped pieces of the root salted, spiced and herbed and immersed in vinegar, sweetened with honey and colored with saffron. For a mint pickle, he takes dried leaves and sprinkles them with aromatic herbs, bottling them with celery leaves and quarters of peeled garlic in good vinegar, golden with saffron. He also offers a recipe for aubergine pickles, which you could still find prepared this way across the Middle East. If you love pickles, and crave the fermented little treasures, Malbian Greek has a plethora of preserved foods from all over the Hellenic countryside. Let's start with the Siglino pork from Mane, which is like no other pork you ever had. Preserved in extra virgin olive oil and smoked over sage wood, it's just amazing. You can eat it in omelettes or with fava puree and topped with caramelized onions. I've got a recipe on my Patreon for that. Or you can eat it simply on toast. Even you can have it on its own, like a meze with ouzo or chipuro. Then, tricalinos anchovies in olive oil. They are amazing too. Or, of course, the legendary barrel-aged feta from Costarellos. An amazing cheese, matured for six months in oak barrels in brine. Or the naturally fermented plum olives, an ancient variety from Mycenae. Or the classic pickled sandorini cape leaves. Another little gastronomic secret of the Greek island life. Simply use them in salads or with tomato on tacos barley rasks. So much variety of wonderful produce to choose from. Or try Malbin Greek's homemade tarama, 
salted and cured codro with a unique beautiful taste like no other. Malby and Greek, the one-stop shop for your Greek fix. Shop now online and get a 15% discount with the code DELICIOUS and get the exquisite goods delivered to your door. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Abbasids devise the range of Sikbak, fresh relishes, usually vinegar or yogurt-based, to embellish grilled or fried meat and fish, which they regarded as too plain for the table. Al-Warak's book credits the 8th century poet and gourmand Ibrahim al-Mahdi as the creator of a simple sikbakh to give pizzazz to fried fish. He soaks choice raisins in vinegar, then mashes them with a little garlic beaten with the vinegar. Al-Baghdadi prepares a fresh pickle of cooked broad beans, dressing them with sesame oil, caraway seeds and pounded cinnamon before covering them in fine vinegar. Fish, poultry and meat were regularly sushed or pickled in vinegar for keeping. A particular dish, sikbaj, which can be best described as meat set in vinegar aspic, is of a great significance to the great global pickle travel. As we've seen on the episode about the history of pickles, 
this dish was to inspire pickled foods of a very different kind in Spain, Portugal, and later Latin America. Turnip, a winter vegetable in Iraq, it was believed to have the power to relieve cold symptoms. The sight of vendors selling turnips simmered in water and date syrup is still quite common in wintertime. The aroma emitting from those steaming huge pots of turnips is unforgettable. Originally, fermented sour turnips and their liquid were added to stews and soups for sourness and flavor. There is an entry on turnips in the 10th century Alfilaha al-Nabatiya, which is farming um, practices and treaties of the Nabataeans, uh, from Ibn Wahshiya, a Chaldean himself, who in his introduction to the book claimed that it was an Arabic translation of ancient Babylonian sources, dealing with their advanced knowledge of farming originally written in uh, Syriac. So basically, um, he claims that um, these farming practices and these recipes and all the wisdom from the book has passed uh, all the way from uh, the very ancient uh, um, ancestors of the Mesopotamians, uh, which basically, obviously this is a bit of an exaggeration, but we can see a connection there that people had with uh, their past, regardless. His comments on turnips included a recipe for Mal Salijam al-Hamid, which is a sour turnip juice. The recipe uses peeled and diced turnips, turnip juice and baked sour bread. While the bread is still hot, it is whipped into the turnip mix until it dissolves completely with the addition of herbs like rue, mint and parsley. The mix is left to ferment until it matures and sours. Ibn Washiya says it is eaten with bread and its juice is made into a digestive drink. He also says the sour turnip juice is used in meat dishes to make the sauce deliciously sour. But all empires crumble in the end, under the pressure of other empires and the same goes for the medieval Abbasid rulers. Fragmented into smaller caliphates with enemies externally and internally, since they had alienated many key allies, the Mongols evaded and conquered huge swathes of the land. The end came with the destruction of Baghdad in the year 1258, when Mongols, under the command of Hulagu Khan, sacked the city of wisdom and burned it to the ground. The caliph Al-Mustashim was captured and forced to watch as his citizens were murdered and his treasury plundered. According to most accounts, the caliph was killed by trampling. The Mongols rolled the caliph into a rug and rolled their horses over him, as they believed that the earth would be offended if it were touched by royal blood. All but one of Al-Mustashim's sons were killed and the sole surviving son was sent to Mongolia where Mongolian historians report he married and fathered children, but played no role in Islam thereafter. And that's it. This is a short story about the Abbasid pickles and um, fermentation in medieval Persia and the Islamic world. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. I've been Thomas Dinas, and this was the Delicious Legacy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, like and review your podcast, and share it with your friends. Share it with three friends via email, WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, and so on. And uh, spread the word. We have uh, nearly 60 episodes out now, and 
I'm trying to keep it uh, going and growing and finding more and more interesting subjects of ancient gastronomic culture to bring uh, to wider audiences. I'm also writing about ancient recipes and ingredients that um, are very much um, unknown to our days. So please uh, go and subscribe to my Patreon, where you'll find a lot more um, archaeogastronomical content. Thank you. Over and out. See you soon. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.